0: You are listening to the To Faithful Men podcast. To Faithful Men is a project that started in 2006 to digitize and preserve old sermon and study tapes of Elder Wally Flanagan, Elder Hassel Wallace, and Elder Mike Striebel. They were pastors and teachers, and they studied to teach and train up others to continue in the ways of truth. I am thankful to be able to provide you with these sermons and studies, and I hope they will be a blessing to you.
1: When anybody starts studying the Book of Revelation, they'll ask you, "Well, uh, what's your view of the Book of Revelation?" By that, they'll mean this: Are you a preterist? or historicist? Are you an idealist? Are you a futurist? Now, you know what that means. You, you know what uh, uh, a person's got to have some idea about those things. Or, well, uh, well, you're on the spot first, right off, right off the bat. See. Alright, the pre preterist is past. It's history. That this book of Revelation was written to a group of churches over in Asia Minor. It's all, if it meant anything at all, they knew what it meant. We don't know. I don't know, they say. I don't know what it meant. Uh, if it had a meaning, it had a meaning to them. And it's alright for God to write it. To the Pre-Turist, uh, Rome provided the answer to uh, the beasts in, in the Bible. They were uh, either the papacy or the state, see. Uh, the emperor or the state of Rome or then later it was either the uh, uh, popes or the Catholic Church. And But the early preachers saw in Rome as the first beast and the false prophet as Asia Minor. That was the first Concept produced by the preachers. Well, now the uh, and they believed uh, the people that believed that in the early days was was almost identical with the uh, apocalyptic writers. They believed in the hope of Israel. They believed in a literal. They expected uh, uh, some uh, the Son of Man to come from another world and to rule and to reign. See. Uh, and they almost, uh, coincided, uh, with the scriptural part. They didn't believe in, uh, in the literature, but the hopes that they expressed that was in accord with the Old Testament, the preachers believed it. Alright? The second group, uh, is known as the historicist. The, the, that means that uh, describes the people that interpreted the book of Revelation as beginning with the church at, uh, Ephesus and continuing on down consecutively, chronologically in history to the coming of Christ. That you, uh, you see the answer in it, uh, in, in different ages of the, uh, of, uh, of history. Alright? Then there was the the idealist position is the symbolic interpreter. He doesn't uh, it has no reference to time whatsoever. The book of Revelation has no uh, historical connection. It has no historical fulfillment. There's no future time involved in it. It's all a symbol picturing the conflict between the forces of God and the forces of Satan. Between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. Between the Antichrist and Christ. And the only thing that's, uh, uh, that's worthwhile, uh, from the book of Revelation is to, uh, to believe that, uh, it's always right to be on right side whether right wins or not. Well, certainly that's commendable, see. Uh, but now then the idealist says that, uh, as far as, uh, those churches have not, it might not even been in existence you don't have to believe that to get the message they say that uh, it goes to anybody it pertains to any warfare and of course they symbolize of course you can tell what to do with the white horse see uh, and so on all that's just symbolized. that's just ideas uh, Matthew Henry uh, says that these ideas of evil was crushed to the earth but they rise again over there in the uh, 20th chapter uh, even Uh, so, there's all sorts of, uh, ideas under the ideal position. Then there is the fourth group, which is known as the Futurist. Uh, that, uh, and the Futurist is divided into two groups. The Dispensationalist and the Premillennialist. Now, the Dispensationalist, what is a Dispensationalist? Dispensationalist is a person that believes that God has two peoples two purposes for two peoples two salvations for two peoples jew and what they call the church the jew and this age gentile age you see and uh, they believe that that there's uh, three resurrections two comings two second comings two destinies a destiny for the uh, the christian the gentile church as they call it all of God's people since Pentecost uh, they don't uh that shows they don't know much about the church because so they believe it began on the day of Pentecost uh, but uh they uh, they teach that there's two destinies that is the Jew will have an earthly destiny his his reign and his rule will be on on earth, and the church will reign from heaven oh because the Lord's going to come in the air, see and the uh, dead in Christ and the living will be changed and they'll be caught up to meet Christ in the air and, and uh, of course there'll be the judgment seat and the marriage supper of the lamb but but then they'll reign over the Jews the 12 tribes of Israel see from the heavenly city from uh from heaven suspended in the air well uh then there is uh, and, and and they believe the man the, with reference to the book of Revelation They believe that it's all in the future. From the fourth chapter on of the book of Revelation, everything is is future, and the fourth chapter begins the 70th week. Now you see why we wanted to study Daniel, about the 70 weeks? Alright, the dispensation says the 70th week begins in the fourth chapter when John was caught up to heaven. See? And they say, well now you've got to assume, you've got to Picture that that represents the rapture that, uh, uh that, uh, because the third chapter ends the messages to the churches and chapter four, uh, John is caught up and given another vision, see. And that's all it is. He was caught up in spirit. John never did leave the Isle of Patmos. No, he never left that island. Goat island or whatever kind of island it was. He, he stayed there. But in spirit. In vision. He was transported in ecstasy to heaven, but not bodily. Well, uh, they, they believe that, uh, from chapters four, uh, to eighteen is the, what is known as the Great Tribulation. Now you see, they believe that in the beginning of chapter four, when John was caught up, that, that was, that's symbolic, and that's representative of the church, what they call the church, all of God's people, the first resurrection. That's when uh, Christ will come in the air in First Thessalonians 4, and his people will be called up to meet him in the air. That occurs in the 4th chapter. All right, now from the 6th chapter on to the 18th chapter is the tribulation period. Now that shows you that, that why the doctrine of the tribulation is so important. Uh, is because that uh, according to that the church will be caught up and out and away from even the presence of tribulation won't even be here when it's going on the and they are known as pre-tribulation uh, pre millennialists or pre-tribulation dispensationalist. they're not entitled to the name pre millennialists because that doctrine originated in between 1828. To eighteen thirty in Scotland by a deranged Margaret MacDonald and Edward Irby. They that's where it originated. And it originated with this woman, Margaret MacDonald. She was a sick person. And uh and the week after she told her sister. That the Lord was coming back secretly and take her away and out from the evils of this world? Why, well, they told Edward Irving, and he, uh, uh, her two brothers were preachers. And they began, uh, they were the first persons in modern time or in any time since what is known in the Bible as speaking in tongues. See, that occurred, that started a week after she made this statement that, uh, uh, Christ was going to come back secretly. Well, Mr. Darby heard about this uh, religious movement and fervor and the revival going on in Scotland, see? And, uh, uh so, and he heard about Edward Irving getting in, in Dutch with the, uh, with his, uh, church of England. And they were calling for him to tone down his preaching. See, Edward Irving was one of the greatest preachers, orators, of that day, man, he had some of the wealthiest and richest men and uh, men of position in his church of any church in England, and uh, and he was just a young man. But when uh, when this broke, it wasn't long till the tongue movement broke out in his church, and then finally he uh, made a statement that Jesus uh, uh, was not altogether in his humanity perfect. Well, then the church cut him off, and then he founded what is known as the Christ Apostolic Church, a church that sought and recovered what they claimed recovered the apostolic gifts. And Margaret MacDonald, this girl, was one of the uh, the earliest and foremost. She claimed, and maybe was, she uh, uh, she was no longer sick. She She was healed, and boy, she became a woman preacher. Uh, and, of course, that didn't sit well with the Church of England that time, and some of them today don't like it, but most of them would, would today would have been glad to have her. But uh, but uh but now, the dispensationalism, this idea of a secret rapture, was born in that period of time. Darby and uh, and Irving carried that to these prophetic meetings in London at Powers Court, and uh, they spread this new doctrine. Well, boy, B. W. Newton, Treggles, and men uh, of scholarship that was connected with the United Brethren, the Plymouth Brethren, uh, were well, they they denounced it as rank heresy, and boy, they just blistered Darby because they uh, Darby was a smart man. He was a very intelligent man, knew the studied the scriptures and knew the scriptures, and but they 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 pointed out to him that. Uh, if he embraced that he would just tear their organization all together it immediately tore up the prophetic conference and then it was the first division of the 150 or more splits that the United Brethren has been in since Uh, and was split over this rapture idea can't find it anywhere from uh, Bible days to that day and when you can't find any doctrine being taught in a gap like that yeah uh, you, you better stay clear from it. uh now um oh yeah i was talking about these uh, the futurious one. all right now there's another uh, there's another side to this future now they uh and and they interpret it and they are known as premillennialists what is a premillennialist a premillennialist is one who uh believes that the book of Revelation uh, has a future fulfillment that will be fulfilled in the future, much of it. That it is prophetic. And uh, being prophesied will be fulfilled. All right. They also believe that this book was written to seven churches, and it had a meaning to those seven churches. And the greatest lesson that can come from the book of Revelation is to show uh, that uh, that God uh, is uh, working His purpose in history, as well as with the will of man. Daniel, that's one of the great purposes of the Book of Daniel. That uh, Nebuchadnezzar had to, had to learn that God ruled in heaven and on earth, and and old Nebuchadnezzar was the old boy that give us those words that that God doeth according to His will in heaven. Uh, and among the armies of the earth, see. And, uh, and that God, uh, is able to, uh, that the man that exalt himself, God will, uh, bring him down. And so on, alright? Now the pre believes that, uh, uh, there will be, that the present age will, uh, end in a somewhat stepped up, uh, velocity of evil. That evil forces and that, uh, such as schools, such as restraints, such as governments, uh, and the restraints of, uh, upon, uh, from different, uh, uh, organizations will be lowered. And we're living in a time, just in my time, uh, look what's happened. Uh, you, you can see it easy enough. Alright, even almolinists. Uh, I've got two almolinists books in there. Uh, at a recent date, written since 1977, and they say, uh, they even express the fact that we might be living in the period of the loosing for a little season of Satan. Now, of course, uh, to the Amalelists, the binding of Satan is the coming of Christ uh, started with Christ's birth and uh, in, at his death he really uh, give him a knockout blow and put a chain on him and then put a stake in that chain and he's just been running up and down the clothesline ever since. Uh, but uh, when they release, uh, but when the book of Revelation says that uh, he was uh, permitted to uh, to come out of the prison for a little season and go out to deceive the saints. Now, uh, and, they, and make war with the saints. Well now, they believe, uh, some of the omelettes believe that we're living in that period of time right now. You see, they don't expect any catastrophic, uh, coming of God. They don't expect, uh, the heavens to, uh, to give indications of the coming of Christ. See? and so that he uh, that when this when when uh, uh uh when satan is loosed out of his prison uh that he's going out and the times will get worse well they believe that we might be in that period of time they don't say that but they uh some of them says that's their personal hope uh, personal interpretation but anyway now all right the premillennialist believes that the book of revelation uh, records, uh, the time of tribulation that's spoken of by Daniel, spoken of, uh, in Matthew 24, that's spoken of in, in, uh, second, uh, second Thessalonians, and in the, the church letter, where it's third chapter, I believe, uh, talking about a time, uh, of hour of trial that's to come upon the earth. Well, Uh, we believe that that will take place. But, now here's the main thing. Primalists believe the book of Revelation consists of three words. Apocalypse, Prophecy, Epistle. Now, uh, in verse 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ. The Apocalypse of Jesus Christ apocalypse means to unveil to draw the curtain back and show you let you see something take the wraps off to unveil therefore in English it's come to be known as to reveal something to show to manifest all right Uh, Primalists believe that this book is a revelation not so much a revelation of the person and uh, and uh, and work of Christ, although it does show that, but that the things refer to future things, the things that he's going to show. He's going to show you things. It's a revelation that God gave to Jesus to give to the angel, for the angel to give to John. To show you the things which shall shortly come to pass. Not Jesus that's shortly to come. Uh, Although the theme of the book is the coming of Jesus. But it's the things that's going to happen, occur, come to pass, with that precede his coming and accompany his coming. And what shall take place following his coming. Now that's what. Uh, so uh, that's the first word you've got to got to realize to uh, interpret Book of Revelation. I think the second word is found in verse three. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy. Now what is it? Here's some. Uh, this book is prophecy. That's what uh, the Bible says. See. This book is, well, what is prophecy? Prophecy is prediction. Prophecy is telling you before the thing occurs that it will occur. That there are some events in the future. Alright? The uh, The third word uh, is uh, in John 4, uh, the, I mean uh, chapter 1 verse 4. John to the seven churches which are in Asia. Now the word is not there, but the word is epistle. What is John doing? John to the seven churches. John is writing. Alright, look in verse, uh, verse 11. Uh, what thou seest, write in a book. See? And then in verse 19, write the things which thou hast seen. Now you see, uh, the, the writer, Oh, the book of Revelation is not like these Watergate boys that got in prison. They they started writing a book before they got their second change of clothing. And uh, they had it on the press, see, telling what happened. They they wrote in order to make money, see. Why this Guyana affair down here hadn't, why they hadn't even got the bodies back. To, they had books already written out on the Guyana Massacre, see. Now they wrote because uh, they saw a motive, a profit motive in it. But now John didn't write till God told him to write. See, God told John to write this. Alright, now when you write something, uh that's a letter. That's a book. That's an epistle. And uh so if uh and a letter uh a book when a letter's written to somebody, well it, it means something to that person. Uh if that person's got to wait for two thousand years for for it to take effect, why, uh, you just well, uh, had that book kept it sealed. But the end of this book, it says seal not the book, see? But now, John, uh, Daniel's, what, Daniel was seal his book for the time of many days, see? But the times at hand in the book of Revelation. What Daniel prophesied, now we're gonna see a, a, a fulfillment, uh, in, uh, in the book of Revelation. Alright, uh, now, it's, uh, now to make sure, now on this word prophecy, uh, look uh, in, the in the 21st chapter and 22nd chapters, uh, let's, uh, well 20, 22nd chapter, verse, uh, 7. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. See? Alright? Then verse 10. And he said unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. Then in verse uh, 18. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. And then in verse 19. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, so this is a book of prophecy. It's a letter written and the the first beatitude, the first blessing in this book is blessed is is he that readeth and they that hear the words of the prophecy of this book and keep those things which are written therein. Now you don't keep a symbol. A sign. You don't obey a sign, a symbol. See? But a commandment. The commandments that are, blessed is he that keepeth. Not only that he that heareth and readeth, but keepeth and doeth these things. So, uh, you, you have three elements. And that's the way, that that's the guidelines of a pre millenist wherever he may be. Whether it's in the Old Testament or whether it's in the New Testament. There are symbols. This book says, verse 2, uh, verse 1, and he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. But now, the symbol never replaces the, uh, the unveiling. It never replaces the fact that this is predictive prophecy. It never replaces the, the fact that it's a letter written for you to instruct. Now, uh, and uh, this, this book is not a book that contains seven letters to seven churches. That is, this, uh, this book is one book that's written to seven churches. See? Every bit of this book is written to all seven of the churches. It's not a book in which you find a letter, well, here's a letter to this one. This doesn't mean that over there, see? Everything written to one church is applicable to the other. To the other churches now colossians uh, uh, notice the way that uh, the book of colossians uh, ends uh, and you and you must treat the book of uh, uh, book of revelation on the same basis as you would uh, the book of colossians verse 16 and when this epistle is read among you cause that it be read also in the church of the laodiceans and that ye likewise read the epistle from Laodicea. Now you see, there was an exchange of letters. We don't have the letter, uh, to, from Laodicea, see? But we have the church, this Colossian letter was, uh, to the church at Colossae. And then he admonished them to read that letter. And then when the ch- letter comes from Laodicea to you, you read that letter. Now, that's the way you want to do the uh, uh, seven letters in the book of Revelation. Uh, <clears throat> the letters that Paul wrote, uh, uh, he didn't call all of them epistles. He just, uh, he just starts out writing. He, he starts out with a salutation of greetings, uh, usually in the beginning. And ends by saying, the grace of God be with you all, see? And so, on. well, he's the only one that uh, used a uh, particular expression of that uh, formula. But look how the book of Revelation ends. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Now, if that doesn't establish that this is a, a letter, an epistle, uh, there's there's uh, there's nothing that you uh, I don't know what you'd have to do to man all right we know now that it's going to reveal open up show us things to come we know it's going to be about Jesus who's to come because that's what it tells us there very definitely all right and then we know that uh, it's uh, uh a letter to be observed to read and to keep. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll say more about that in a minute with reference to verse 3. So, uh, now, I might make this statement that might be helpful. Uh, a lot of people say, that, well, the book of Revelation, I don't get anything out of it when I read it. Alright, if you remember that the book of Genesis tells you the beginning of Satan. The book of Revelation tells you the end of Satan. See, book of Genesis pronounces the sentence upon Satan. It's executed in the book of Revelation. The book of Genesis is the beginning of the story of tears, sorrow. Book of Revelation is the end of the story for tears and sorrow. Book of Genesis tells you the beginning of death. book of Revelation tells you there's no more death. Tells you that the last enemy is destroyed and shows you why and how and who does it. The book of Genesis tells you that God came down and visited Adam and Eve. The book of Revelation tells you that God comes down, dwells, abides forever on the new earth with his own. The book of Genesis tells you that uh, toil, hardships, sweat, labor. The book of Revelation says that we'll serve God forever and ever and ever. Well, you can't do that if you got tired. So the apocalyptic boys weren't Too bad after all when Mr. Baruch said uh, that the ta, the labor would uh, would work and work and work and the uh, reaper would never get tired, see? And the book of Genesis tells you about the paradise in the garden. The garden of Eden. This book tells you about the paradise that will last forever. It's eternal Genesis tells you about a uh, about a tree in the midst of the paradise of that garden Revelation tells you about the tree in the midst of paradise of God and there's fruit trees on either side and boy they they, they never run dry you can pick them and you'll still have plenty to eat well now now if that's not real it's better than reality see? You can just bet your boots on that, because we're going to sit down in the kingdom of God. See, and that's rep- uh, with Abraham and Isaac, brother. That represents a feast. All right, and and there's many other things that you can point out. Uh, that you have the origin of things in Genesis. You have the cre- origin of the creation of this whole world. Six days. Well over here you going in revelation you have a new heaven and a new earth in the first earth all sorts of righteousness uh, unrighteousness evil uh, uh, why wickedness even to the days of noah was, was was terrible even after noah look how wicked it came soon after the judgment of the flood you see that was a, a, a evil day. This day, this is a world in which no, uh, the Bible says, whoremonger and liars and thieves and souls shall have any part in it. See? It's a new heaven, a new earth. Wherein dwelleth righteousness. So the old apocalyptic writers, they didn't miss it too far when they hoped for a day to come when righteousness uh, would rain. See? Alright, now, so that's why I love. Now, now, the reason why I, I told, I believe, Brother, uh, uh, Wallace this, uh, maybe Brother Jane too, but, uh, uh, about, uh, the reason why I think a lot of people don't like Revelation. The, the more liberal a man becomes, the more he stays away from the book of Revelation. And uh, the reason for that is Satan is going to keep the man away from this book. Why? The, he, the same man stays away from the book of Genesis. Because in the book of Genesis, Satan got mad. Satan don't like what he heard. His sentence was pronounced in Genesis. And his end is shown, demonstrated, and executed in Revelation. And when a man that denies the uh, authenticity of the book of Revelation, you'll see him staying away from Genesis too. He'll bring in heresies. His heresy with Genesis will be uh, comparable to his heresy concerning the book of Revelation.
0: Satan's got something to do with it. Might be. Thank you for listening to the To Faithful Men podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app. Also, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share it with others and help our ratings by giving us five stars and writing a review within your podcast app. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also.